Good morning, everyone. This is Gary Kay. And uh, as you know, you're watching instead of just listening to. In fact, today's our topic is audio. So we're actually watching and listening to um, my Rants and Raves podcast, videocast. And I'm excited to be joined with Pat and Brenda Brown. Um, there was Synergetic Audio Concepts. I had to look down to make sure I get that right. Because Pat, y'all, everyone knows you as SynodCon. Where did Synergetic Audio Concepts, how did it become SynodCon? Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that goes way back. Uh, this company was formed in the early 1970s by Don and Carolyn Davis. And at that time, Don was uh, quite a big deal in the audio industry. Uh, very, uh, did a lot of cutting edge development on things like equalization and what have you. And uh, they started a company to do audio training because they found that, you know, there was a marketplace out there that was trying to deploy technical products and people didn't know the fundamentals of audio. So they formed a company to provide training. And Don and Carolyn always said that if they ever formed a company, uh, they wanted the word synergy integrated into the name of the company. Uh, and if you were to ask Don what synergy means, well, Don would give you a little, uh, this little story. He said, I met a person with a dollar. I had a dollar. Uh, we exchanged dollars and we both walked away with a dollar. Next, I met a person that had an idea. I had an idea. We exchanged ideas and we both walked away with two ideas. So the concept of synergy is that if I share what I know with you and you share what you know with me, uh, it makes both of us better and it doesn't cost either of us anything. So for that reason, we are synergetic audio concepts, uh, you know, which was the original name of the company, still is, uh, but that has been shortened to SynodCon over the years for various reasons. And even more recently, uh, because we do a lot of international teaching and travel now, uh, we have another URL, which is prosoundtraining.com, all one word. So that's what we use primarily, uh, you know, as far as our website URL. But SynodCon still works too. It's been around forever. And, and you know, I grew up in the industry as an audio, as a video guy, right? I actually helped write the video portion of the CTS program uh, with, with the VIXA originally when we brought it back in the late or early 90s. Um, I, you know, as you know, I worked at Extron for almost 10 years. And we, at that time, we were 95% video and they added a lot of audio stuff since then. So my, my expertise is, is video, but never been audio. And I've always been in awe of, the fact that that audio is a combination of of uh, science and magic. <laughs> so explain <laughs> to me how that is that. Like the science part, I understand because I always thought. And when I was on the video side, I always thought before I started having to do audio myself, I always thought of a video as as all magic, right? Whereas mm -hmm. I thought of audio as truly science. But I have I've come to learn that there's some magic in audio because sometimes you just don't know why something is not working. And I guess. SynodCon has really become, you know, if, if you don't know who SynodCon uh, is, you should know. And that's why I'm having them on here is not only talk about the history, but also how important audio, uh, understanding of audio is. And you are, you know, for lack of a better term, and I hope that you understand I'm using this uh, respectfully, the gods of audio. I mean, really, you know everything about audio. If you're a one-stop shop about everything to learn how to build systems with better quality audio and acoustics, 
everything with regard to that. So explain that science and magic part of that to me. How's that synergistic at all? Sure. Yeah, audio is is a little bit of a strange. Uh, you know, it's a it's a technology, obviously, but there is a very touchy feely artistic aspect to it. I, I think one of the reasons is that with video, we've got you know, we're all sort of tuned to a same visual reference. I mean, you can look at a monitor and you can pretty much tell if there's a sky and a person and the grass, whether the colors are right or not. Right. Yeah. And if they're not right, you okay, something needs to be changed. Yeah. But when you listen to sound, there's no objective reference. Good point. And it's like <laughs> beauty is in the ear of the beholder. So yeah. I could listen to two different loudspeakers and I could pick the one on the right and you could pick the one on the left and we could not prove either one of us wrong because they you know, we're getting sound from both of them. And you never really know what it's supposed to sound like. So yeah. with audio, you've, you've got to have a technical basis for making sure that things work so that when you do listen to something, you know that, you know, that it is working properly and it's not, you know, uh, the result of coloration or a defective product or distortion that it actually sounds like the way it's supposed to sound. And so we try to bring that technical aspect to audio, not dismissing the artistic part because that's what makes it fun. You know, most right. people get into this because, right. you know, they started out mixing. We all or, wanted to be in a band. Well, I was <laughs> in the band and, and realized at a young age that lead guitar was not a great career choice for me. Okay, So I still wanted to mess with gear, went to engineering school, got into electrical engineering, figuring that I could, you know, I could, I could stay on as the sound guy. And yeah. I started out uh, as a musician, but ended up in, in audio. Yeah. And all of us cut our hair and ended up in AV. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. uh, you know, I one time watched an interview with John Williams who said, uh, uh, who would disagree with you. He said he can listen to his live orchestra and then listen to it on a CD or listen to it on a, and he can tell what instruments are missing, but that's a, that is, one in a million, right? There's only the conductor can, right? And because they're living it every single day. Most well, of us- Because they're there. He's got a reference. Yeah. You know, and he, he remembers the reference, right? He yeah. doesn't even if have you to- don't have a reference when you go yeah. to a concert. Yeah. You know, there's no reference. Yeah. You, you go to a Coldplay concert and think it sounds great. And the audio engineer that night's telling Coldplay it's the worst it ever sounded. Exactly. <laughs> but you think it sounds great because you're in a stadium filled right. with Coldplay fans. So Brenda, let me ask you something. How does the program work? Like if I'm now, you know, I, if I went back 15 years and, and I wish I did and, and went through your whole entire program, I've, I've taken seminars, individual classes with you over the years. How does the whole program work? How do I get in? And now we're in this COVID world. Um, how are you delivering it? I'm assuming it's being delivered online as well as in person now. Well, yeah, COVID has pretty much shut down the in-person training for right now. Um, and even the private seminars, we haven't been able to do those since COVID. But uh, we have spent a lot of time focusing on, well, actually since 2010, Pat started developing the online training in 2010, and uh, he's been just gradually increasing that over the last 10 years. In 2020, since we wasn't traveling, he went through each one of our courses, and a lot of the things that was in our in-person training, he added to our online training. A lot of the live demos. Uh, people love certain live demos in our in-person training. It just made the lights came on, and he added all that into the online training. So, the, And he's also developed quite a few new courses. So if 
our courses is kind of like college courses. Mm -hmm. um, the lower level courses, like we have a course that starts out at 50 and then a and then the 100 series and then 200 series and 300. But the lower level courses lay the foundation for the higher level courses. And so, and we have, um, you know, self-evaluation quizzes and stuff like that on our website to, work, to help them determine what course is best for them. We also have detailed course outlines and different things like that, that they can kind of review. Um, so that's kind of how it's set up. And it, it works really well, doesn't it, Pat? It, it does. And, and, you know, it's important to stress that these are all audio courses and they yep. assume, you know, some audio knowledge on the part of the taker. Our most basic course is still a course that a lot of experienced audio people take because it establishes the terminology and practices that, you know, we use through all of the other courses. So yeah, I, I've, I've learned through the years, too, that that I was cutting corners that I didn't know I was cutting because the person who told me how to do it was cutting corners when he taught it to me. Right. <laughs> so I didn't realize that I was cutting corners. I, I, that's probably the best way to describe my knowledge of, of audio. And I've actually been through, I, we described an experience offline with an issue we had with an iPhone audio delay, lip sync delay, I guess you'd call it technically. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so in the digital realm, Brenda, and that we've gone from analog, like when I was in starting the industry where everything was analog, right? You could disconnect parts and plug them back together and figure out what wasn't working. In the digital realm, it seems logical to me, especially with like this new technology, like these amazing microarray systems where you have uh, this, this ability to pick up audio from all over in a room from one single source that's in place somewhere in the room. It's more important than ever to have some level of training. Have you integrated that into the program as well? Like these microarray systems that I'm talking about, like the 910 from Shure and, and sort of how that works and how to make it work properly and how to know when to lower it from the ceiling versus keep it up in the ceiling and how to know when to put more than one in the room. Is that also integrated this new technology? Well, that's one of the things that is really challenging about audio is, you know, this is a, a field where we're always adding new stuff, but yeah. we never get rid of anything. You know, yeah, nothing ever goes true. away in audio. In fact, in fact, the most famous microphone and the most probably one of the most used microphones now 54 or 55 years old. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We shorts. have connectors that are that are that are 100 years old. Yeah. We, and they still work. Yeah. And when I teach a <laughs> class of say engineers at a manufacturer or something and these might be people that came in from other fields and now they're in audio world. And I always start out by saying, hey, look, you are in the wild west of technology <laughs> with audio. And, you know, we've got legacy practices that still work, so they're not going away. But then you've got to bring all of this forward into the digital domain. And a lot of that analog stuff is still important because it's on the front end of the digital system. Yeah. And a lot of the processes that we do with digital technology, a lot of the EQ stuff and system tuning and stuff, uh, a lot of those principles are the same as from the analog world. And in fact, you have to start with the analog part to really understand how they work in the digital domain. So we try to, to bring that timeline all the way through. And I always tell people that if you know about filters and testing and things like that, you don't have to unlearn anything to bring that forward to now. This is just going to be another layer of knowledge on top of what you already have. And that's the cool thing about audio. And that's why some of the older practitioners are the best because they've got those analog chops that you know they bring forward and incorporate that into the digital stuff. So yes, we do address all of the latest digital technologies in our courses. 
Well, I'm excited that y'all are going to be involved in some way in launch week four in May, but also I'm excited. Well, first off, I'm excited when we get back to in-person learning. I'm sure you will be as well. Uh, but I, but I, I want to share the website. You said there's a new website, Brenda, um, about uh, the audio classes that you have online. It's ProSound something? ProSoundTraining.com. ProSoundTraining.com. And, and SanadCon. No what's that? No spaces. No spaces. SanadCon.com still exists as well, right? Yes, yeah, it right. does. So what's the difference? Same what's thing. The, Okay, so it's just easier. Same place. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So you can go to sanadcon.com, S-N-Y-S-Y-N-A-U-D-C-O-N.com, or you can go to prosoundtraining.com. And, uh, and, and you mentioned that this was because of the global interest in the, in the training. Do you have it in other languages as well or translation, or how does that work when you're, when you're delivering in other countries? We do not. Uh, one reason why is that as you travel, travel internationally and work with the engineers in other countries, English is the engineering language That's in pretty much every country. So I can go to the Philippines or to China and, uh, and, and teach in English and the engineers are fine with that. And in cases where that's not true, I have a translator and I do yeah. that same too. And we have Excellent. not had our online training is only in English right now. Yeah. So, and we, we have discussed putting it in other languages, but it's not that easy. Yeah. And one reason why is that other languages have a different amount of words. It's not one for one. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. the video yeah. doesn't match with the words. And so it really becomes a big ordeal to, to, to switch it over. So we would never and say also never. the terms and the terms yeah. too. I mean, a lot of the terms just don't yeah. translate and, uh, and you'd have to know what those terms are, but yeah, that's, that makes sense. Um, okay, well, I hope that everyone will do, I hope that, listen, I, if you're new to the industry and you wanna master audio, start with their 50 level class. I mean, it's an incredible class. Um, it'll give you the basic foundation for your entire career for audio, but then you can turn around and take the 100, the 200 level classes when you have the time, go up to the 300 level classes. Um, but anytime you're at an event where Pat and Brenda are, are doing a training class, if it's a workshop or one hour session, take it because that's what enlightened me originally back way back in the day that audio was this um, wasn't as magical as I or wasn't as mysterious, I should say, as, as, it, as, it, as, it, as it didn't need to be, meaning it helped me a great deal to understand, uh, you know, not just how to wire up my own home theater, but also how to how to recognize when uh, when a mic is level is the problem versus the amplifier level is the problem. Uh, and there's, there's a difference. You don't just crank up the mic level because you want to get more sound. Uh, so, and uh, so I have learned a lot from you over the years and uh, I appreciate you joining me today. Go to prosoundtraining.com or synodcon.com, either one to learn more. And Pat and Brenda, congratulations on everything. So the, the company's been around since 1970. Is that what you said? Yes, we've run it since the mid '90s. That, yeah. yeah. So, so it now, '73. Yeah. So you're almost fi uh, 50 years old. Uh, wow. That's that wow. is amazing. Yeah. That is. <laughs> there, I was. I just had my. I just had a video cast with Lynn Dozier, who was in the industry for 56 years. He started. He started uh, what used to be called Progressive Mounts, is now known as Premier Mounts. Yeah. If you're probably familiar. with um, and he was kind of going through reminiscing uh, and he, you know, he talked himself like that when I started in the industry, it was all audio. I was the first video guy. I brought Sony into California first. Uh, so yeah, it, it, audio has been there forever. Uh, video is still sort of new, uh, even though it's been around a long time now. But 
it's been great to spend some time with you. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll put links to all of this in the description of this video cast, as well as link uh, their bios so that you can contact them, reach out to them. But thanks for watching. Of course, you can see all of my video casts or listen to all my podcasts uh, at raypubs.com or in any of the podcast stores. It's available in iTunes and everywhere else as well. So thank you very much and have a great day. With rants and raves, you'll be okay. And today is your lucky day. It is rants and raves.